dangling my feet. I tried to pay attention, but attention paid me. Haters can't see me, nosebleed seats, and today I went shopping, and talk is still cheap. Good afternoon, everybody. This is a little different uh, sort of thing from the nosebleed seats. Uh, it's going to be like nosebleed soccer edition, football, if you were. Football, if you actually were. Um, it's me, Liam. Uh, no Matt for these uh, types of episodes, kind of a new podcast type of thing. Um, I'm going to be joined with my two good friends, John and Cody. John and Cody, what's up, guys? How are you doing, Liam? Howdy, Liam. How's it going? Living the dream, boys. Living the dream. So we're just going to be talking about the Prem here, uh, talk about games that just happened, games that are going to happen, and then... Talk about our three clubs. Uh, this might be the only podcast in the world where it's three people who support Tottenham, West Ham, and Wolverhampton. So uh, three very random clubs, but just uh, going to talk about the game that just ended to start off the bat. Uh, City defeated Liverpool 4-1, to and it really was just all City the entire game. What do you guys think about the game? I'll start with John. Um, you know, uh, we, we talked about obviously in our group chats and whatnot before the game, I don't think anyone predicted this kind of blowout, uh, city dominated the whole game. Other than that penalty that Sala got this, this honestly should have been a shutout. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Liverpool did well to, to hang in for a little bit. The, the penalty miss from Gundogan helped. Um, and I, and I didn't foresee city putting four in, but as soon as the floodgates opened, they just, they just took him to town um and it was all Foden all Gundogan Gundogan um and they just for lack of a better term just pummeled them wait all we're good okay but um yeah no it was uh it definitely was just city all game uh I'm currently drinking a harpoon it looked like Allison might have had like 17 of them before the game uh, just a guy. At least, just a goddamn that. He he looked like me whenever I got the ball passed back to me. He was a goddamn idiot. He literally. I mean, I, I mean, I haven't seen distribution that poor since you've been my keeper, Liam. <laughs> it was it was a shit show. Um, it's just queer. Uh, Liverpool without having their their big, uh, really their best player in Van Dyke for the whole year is hurting them, and there's a reason why they're sliding and. I mean, there's genuine concerns that they might not even qualify for Europe. They could slip below the pop, top five. I also think it's worth noting, though, that City, with the defensive pairing of Diaz and Stones, have now conceded two goals in 14 games together. And City are also on 14 straight wins. So it's it's not an easy match by any means for Liverpool, but they've got to do better than that, being the title contenders. Mm, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Just a poor showing by Liverpool and City showing why they're probably going to run away with the title. Yeah, because um, they're now a, they're now a game in hand, and I believe they're uh, five points up on United, which is their their closest uh, runner right now. Yep, I'm looking at the table right now. It's uh, City with 50, uh, Man United with 45, Leicester with 43, Liverpool 40, West Ham 39, and that rounds out the top five. West Ham, top five, John. Oh, baby, don't even get me started. on. <laughs> so, going to slide now into the 
probably the game of the weekend as United and Everton drew three to three. Um, Everton with a two comebacks in this game, they're down two nothing at half, and then just two quick goals tied it up. And who but DCL in the 95th minute <laughs> to steal a huge draw for Everton? What did you guys think about this one? I'll start with you, Code. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think United just had a, a a pretty calm approach to it in the second half, and I think they came out of halftime feeling a little overly confident. I don't think they were too worried. Everton was gonna make a comeback, and it's kind of ironic seeing as how they've had so many second half comebacks this season themselves. Um, and DCL doing his thing, scoring goals in the six yard box. That's what he's. That's that's uh that's his bread and butter right there. Some some people are calling him uh, Calvert Lewandowski this year just because of how many goals he's putting in. But I think Everton had a hard fought tie there, and I think they'll feel like that's a win for them. Yeah, I gotta agree with Cody. I think United kind of took their foot off the gas and opened the door for Everton to uh to get that game tying goal and make those comebacks, uh, scoring goals like Calvert Lewin. Uh, <laughs> I I genuinely don't know how you know second. It like it is mind boggling. Like I watch them play every weekend, and they just I like I just genuinely do not know how they have forty five points. They are not good. <laughs> they they have a they have a phenomenal attack on their day, but they're they're a little inconsistent. I mean, we saw what happened when teams teams give in. They beat Southampton nine nil two weeks ago and then they came out here and conceded three and and uh they did their fair share of scoring bruno fernandez goal especially was just incredible to watch but uh yeah they they just didn't have the right mentality in the second half i don't think also the fact that they got a game where they won nine nothing and they're not the league leader in goal differential is absurd (laughs) they they literally got handed nine goals in the goal differential and city still has 10 more goals on the goal differential than them it's it's mind yeah that's an insane stat also i don't know if you guys know this or not but nine nil is like the the worst beatdown in premier league history yeah it happened once in i want to say the 80s um but the last two times have both been southampton it's been the last back-to-back years last year against leicester and then this year against united so liam especially as a keeper that's got to take a toll on your confidence as a goalie who has let up nine goals in a game, um, yeah, it really hurts. <laughs> it, uh, you can't satisfy a woman after uh, conceding five. Um, the dick just stops working. You you lose interest. Food doesn't taste the same. It it is a real like beat down on your manhood. Letting up yeah. nine. I mean, I can only imagine. Um... Watching it's tough enough. Having having them flying past you into the side netting every five minutes about just can't be good for your mental health. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no. I had to see a doctor after it. Um, does does your does your dick shrink after it happens? Yes, big time. Damn near it goes inside me. Um, it is just a real beat down on the morale. Uh, you really just hate life after it. Well, I'm glad you've I'm glad you've been able to overcome um, your beatdown and and become a better man out of it in the end. So that's that's oh, great. Oh, thing. I have not become a better man because of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so sliding away from my lack of manhood from conceding nine goals in one game in high school, I'm uh, gonna slide into our clubs, and it seems fitting to start it off with the current leader, and in fifth place with John. 
West Ham United Irons. Yep, come on, you Irons. Um, uh, start of the season, not a single person had any faith in this team. There was rumors that they would be relegated this year. I, picked them to be relegated. I also had them in nineteenth no. place in my preseason predictions. Yeah. So oh, I gotta trust give credit me, trust to you, me. I, I, I heard the haters, and <laughs> I, I, I took that personally. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> they've they've blown away my expectations for the season. I don't think most people expected them to be a top five contender mm-hmm. uh, in the table. You know, pushing in to trying to get into Champs League or Europa. Uh, I'm a little disappointed with how this transfer window went. We got Jesse Lingard, and who's phenomenal, and signed Benrama to uh, an extension to keep him with the club permanently. But I would have liked to see us get a solid defender, either a center back or left or right back, and then maybe a striker to team up with uh, Mikhail Antonio because he needs some help up there if they're going to start scoring some more goals and continue this hot streak that they're on. Yeah, losing, losing Haller is a little bit of a blow as well. Mm, definitely. Him and uh, Antonio had that little one-two punch going, and Ben Rama makes up for a lot of it. He's he's a cheeky player, but they, they need someone else if they want to really make a push. Do you so, think they'll end up in Champions League by the end of the year? You can it's tough that. to say, <laughs> but I'm biased. I think they will. I think they can – they got – a few more games they can win. If Liverpool stays on this kind of cold streak, they they can easily pass them. They're one point behind them. Their defense and everything has been stout all season. So if they can keep teams to scoring one goal a game or keeping up with clean sheets, I think they have every chance to make uh, Champions League. So quick Google search. West Ham United has never played in Champions League. They've never since the recreate the reform of the Premier League back in '92. West Ham has never finished in the top four. So well, they've also they've, they've also guys, never had a, a fan so passionate as John is. Yeah, yeah. No, no. There's there's not many fans that come across this in in the world that are like me. So hats off to West Ham for getting the, one of the best. Yeah, you're a very small part of a Venn diagram. That's a West Ham and Browns fan. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there's anyone else in the world who has uh, a diehard Cleveland Browns fan, West Ham United fan from Massachusetts. And John, do you want to tell us a little bit yeah, about no. your journey journey to become a West Ham fan? Oh my goodness, it's it's been a roller coaster. Um, you so you for those bought, at home, you bought, who, you bought low. I'm gonna. I'll give you all credit to the world. You bought really low on them, and so now it's paying off. Same with the Browns. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm i all for a rebuild. I love that stuff. I love seeing teams, you know, who are getting a lot of hate, a lot of uh, disrespect. And, you know, I saw West Ham, and I was like, this, team, this team's got spunk. I don't know what it is, but they got it. So I started following them. Um, I got passed around the Premier League like a dirty whore. I jumped over to Everton, and then I jumped to the Wolves with Cody. And that was really just to, you know, get my feet wet more in the Premier League, learn some more players, stuff like that. And then ultimately, you can call me LeBron James. I had to come home. <laughs> and it, it was the best decision I, I think I ever made. The uh, pandemic restart, Mikel Antonio single-handedly stopped us from getting relegated. And ever since then, this team hasn't looked back. Yeah, so 
just looking forward in the schedule, you guys have Sheffield in the next fixture. Sheffield sucks. Uh, they're generally the worst team I might have ever watched play the game. Uh, you guys beat them one nothing earlier in the year. So it's easy, pretty easy to say that you guys are going to get another three points going into next weekend. Yep, I would agree with that. And with that, you know, that's that's their chance to move into that four spot. So that's that's another reason why I think they're a contender to get into Champions League. And now we're going to slide to Cody's team, the Wolverhampton Wanderers, who play Sheffield and just had a draw against Leicester in a game that maybe should have gone your way, Cody. What do you think? Yeah, um, unfortunately, I think I think looking at that game on paper, you're thinking uh, one point would be great. But after watching, I think we dominated play. We had more of the opportunities and more of the quality opportunities. And unfortunately, we failed to capitalize on them. So take one point any day of the week. But I think we dropped two um, in all reality. And it was it's nice to see that we've got some players returning. We've got Johnny Otto back from injury, who had an ACL tear last year. So that's positive to see. Uh, but at the same time, we just lost Willie Bowley for another four to six weeks from a hamstring injury, and we lost uh, Daniel Podence for another four to six weeks from an injury that's been nagging on him. So it feels like every time we take uh, two steps forward, it's one step back. And so we're, we're making progress. Um, we're looking better as a team, as a unit defensively, but there's a lot of stuff hampering us still. So I think they're going to continue on this upward trajectory in the table. Um, and I think it was a, a good result today at Leicester, but I'm hoping for some, some wins in future weeks. Yeah, you guys are currently stand four points away from uh, mid-table, so four points away from 10th and 12 points away from relegation. So you really don't have to worry about the relegation fight. Uh, you guys are definitely on a good trajectory. I'm just looking at your last five games, and man, does it not make any sense. Yeah, we uh, we like we like to do well against the big dogs and then shit the bed against the small dogs. We lost to West Brom and Palace, but then drew Chelsea, beat Arsenal, and drew Leicester. It makes no sense. You know what they say, Liam? Uh, pressure makes diamonds. We're a prime example of that. Um, this team thrives <laughs> under pressure. So it'll it'll be interesting for the next coming weeks because I think we've got Southampton um, and Leeds coming up, and they're two relatively decent sized clubs but they're not the top six clubs so so how are we going to respond to that I'm, I'm hoping for a six points from those two games but when you're watching Wolves you got to hang on by the edge of your seat because anything could happen yeah no you guys are playing Southampton in the upcoming week who is maybe currently playing the worst soccer in the entire Premier League uh, yeah. they have I'm just looking at their last five all losses that is yep. that even like the worst teams in the league don't lose five in a row. Yeah, and unfortunately they're uh, they were they're in great form before that and they've picked up about a million and a half injuries. Um so thankfully that should be going in our favor, but they've just picked up uh, Minamino from Liverpool on, on loan and he scored for them, so that'll be a, a source of positivity and Obviously, James Ward-Prowse and his free kicks, it's just a cheat code. So I think the big key to, to this upcoming game is just don't give a free kick up anywhere within our half because James Ward-Prowse will put it in the back of the net. Yeah. Uh, Southampton has been riddled with injuries, but boy, are they just dropping points like you read about. Yep. Um, so now, bringing it on to the real team, uh, my Tottenham Hotspurs. 
<laughs> Man, I hate being a fan of this fucking team. They suck. <laughs> they genuinely aren't good at soccer. How does like they didn't just win today? Injure both ankles. It's not like it's just frustrating. It is hard to watch this team, but it 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 pains me. Lost to Chelsea, we should have won. Lost to Brighton, game we should have won. And then lost to Liverpool, who liver if we're gonna make it to Europe, you have to beat Liverpool. And now we're fucking playing City next week. So I'm already got my hopes as low as can be for that game. Uh hopefully we don't let up four like in Liverpool just did. But man of man does this team pain me to watch. Eric Dyer should not be allowed to play soccer. He fucking sucks. Liam, it seems like they're going back to their old ways and playing like nice guys. And as as we've heard, Jose sa- Jose says, nice guys never win. Nice guys don't win. You have to play like C words. Um, it a silver lining though could be uh, Harry Kane. You know, Jose was making it seem like he was out for an extended period of time, and guy comes back this week and scores a goal. Fuck Jose! I took him out of my fantasy lineup. I took him out of my fantasy lineup. <laughs> You know, I, I, trust, I, I suffered like, the same fate. I did the exact same thing. I thought he was out for like a significant amount of time. He missed a game. He missed like two games. It, he it, said it, four to six weeks, and instead he missed a game and a half. <laughs> it It is the most frustrating team to be a fan of because it's just every week it's something new. It's something different. And every time I just have pain. It's, so do you think that, so do you think there's any hope for them to achieve a top 5 finish? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Cuz looking at them right now on the table, they're uh 22 games played, sitting on 36 points. Uh they're 3 points off the top 5, which is good. Um but they're Point. also they're also 3 points off of or I should say 1 point off a of ninth place. Yeah, it's uh we're in, we're in the clusterfuck of teams that are Trying to get, trying to catch, I never thought I would say this sentence, but teams are trying to catch West Ham for the last <laughs> year's spot. Um, it, um, I mean, Tottenham, Everton, Chelsea, Villa, and Arsenal. Ar- I'm not even going to count Arsenal. Besides Smith Rowe, that team should not exist. Smith Rowe is a guy. Smith Rowe is the second coming of Jesus, I've heard from my sources. Yeah. He wears, he wears his socks. Like he just got out, like he just got off the bus. Um, it's a psychopath move. Yeah, no. It, it, I was watching the game with Cody, and we were watching. We're like, "What's this fucking kid doing with his socks?" Kept making fun of him, and then the 80th minute, we're like, "He's actually playing extremely well." <laughs> I actually read an article about his socks the other day, and he says that it try it gives him a sense of freedom to play like that. So, I mean, whatever works, I guess. It's not something I've ever done, but if it's working for him. It's working for him. Yeah, no. Yeah, teach, teach their own. He's gonna be a part of uh, Madrid's off-season signings, where they buy Mbappe and Smith Rowe for two hundred million a pop. But, do you uh, think? Do you think Arsenal will hold on to Odegaard? I have no fucking clue, dude. Arsenal's a fucking shit. Ars- I the one thing I am happy about, like I hate being a Spurs fan. It really has just been nothing but. Like it's I, my me being a fan is literally the Will Smith like pain meme. It is <laughs> nothing but just misery. It it. Sucks. I gotta I gotta ask you, Liam. What's going on with Deli Ali? 
He just, he doesn't, he's, he's to quote Jose. He's that bench is so warm. <laughs> Jose, Jose need, Jose demands guys to play with a certain intensity. He did last, he did what he's doing to, uh, Delhi, like what he did with, uh, end on belly last year where you're just basically, if you're lazy in practice, he's not even going to like dress you. So and do you, do you think Delhi Alley has the mentality to be able to get back into the squad or do you think he's fucked? I thought we should have sold him to PSG. Have him go get get him back with Poch. I, I I'm just it pains me that we have a a world class. He started for England in the World Cup. We have a world class midfielder who does not see the pitch. He doesn't even play. He doesn't even dress. And my he, my mind's boggled personally because I thought Joe Hart's uh, played more games than him this year. Our I thought goalie. I thought Jose was going to keep him because of Harry Kane's injury, and then. Harry Kane's back into the line. Comes right back. Ugh, harpoons are so fucking good. But um, IPA time to slide. Yeah, just took a big swig. Um, no, it it just genuinely sucks. I love Jose. I trust him with everything. Like it's give him the reins. He's a serial winner. It's just this is a tough team to be a fan of. I haven't won a troll where. A big six club, and I haven't won a trophy since 2008. It is absurd. Cody, you've won a trophy before us. You guys won uh, the championship. Yeah, and I mean, Wolves isn't much better to be a fan of at the moment. I mean, I love this team with every bone in my body, but I just went the last 10 weeks without a single win, so I feel your pain there. Yeah, no, it luckily Spurs won earlier today. Uh, Harry Kane seemed to have not even been hurt um, as he scored. Sun, Sonny also snuck one in. Nothing new there. So You have to think reason. Harry may have just been being a little bitch about it. I, I think he was. He probably was. I mean, he, he's a – yeah, listen, he's a father. He has to look after himself. Uh, he's got kids that to rely on him. But um, it, the, the thing that pains me with this team more than anything – is that it, it, we genuinely have world-class talent, like, all over the pitch. And just for some reason, we can never be good. It, it, it pains me. It physically, it literally physically makes me sick. That you have Harry Kane and Son and freaking Bergwijn, Hoybier, like, all these guys. And then it's because of fucking Eric Dyer that we lose to Chelsea. It is... It really does suck. I, I don't enjoy life for being a Spurs fan. It sucks. But I love Speak, the- Speaking of things that pain you, Liam, uh, I got to ask John a question real quick. How do you feel about the red card in the, in the West Ham game? Oh. <laughs> I forgot about that. I don't want to lose my mind on air, <laughs> but I just might. That was single-handed. I turned off the television after they came out with that red card. That was the... Single worst call in any sport that I've ever seen. Not only does Mitrovic two-hand push him, Suchek is just simply lifting his arm in which Mitrovic flops and then proceeds to say it wasn't a penalty. And after watching the video 20-plus times, they decide, yeah, let's give him a red card. And how do, It makes no sense. And how do you feel about uh, Mike Dean after that one? Um, I think he's quite literally the worst referee of all time. I know, I think it was Southampton 
said they don't want him refing any more of their games. I don't want him <laughs> refing any more games. I think he should be sent to the moon. Um, it was it was truly the worst thing I've I've ever seen. You know, you know a ref's bad when you know their name. Like if you know like a yeah. ref's name, it is a bad thing. No one should know their name, but for some reason we we know this ref's name, and it's because of how terrible he is. Yeah, he just he just wanted you know the attention of making you know it was a, it was a, not a very exciting game. It was pouring rain, not not much action, and you know he said, hey. This is my time to shine. I'm gonna I'm gonna become famous off this. And kudos to him, he did, but you know, if I ever see him at a bar, the only thing he's gonna be drinking is these hands. <laughs> oh and the funniest part about the red card the funniest part about the red card is that it went to VAR and they still gave him a red card. <laughs> they watched the, the VAR it, for like it 10 almost minutes. makes you think it almost makes you think that people are scared of West Ham. They want to see us lose. They, you know, they know Suchek is just so valuable to our midfield, and they're like, "How can we knock this team down a notch?" Oh, I know. Let's just give him the worst red card of all time. The silver lining, uh, I'd say, John, is they'll prob they'll probably appeal for it and win it. Um, they've they've already filed the appeal, which I'm I'm glad they did. That's the right move. And um, if it doesn't, you know, get approved, then next thing we do is we take to the streets. <laughs> We, we riot. riot. I agree. I think there's yeah. no other option. There, there really isn't. I mean, Mike Dean is just. I'm. I was fuming. I, 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 uh, I, I, I'm at a loss of words almost for how ridiculous of a call it was. The part of London where West Ham is will be on fire if the appeal does not get overturned. And but, if it, and if that does happen, we know who started it. Yep. Yeah, John flew to England during COVID. <laughs> John Thomas Ruman. Um, the the silver lining of it all, though, is West Ham got outplayed that entire game. I mean, Fulham, Fulham played better. I'll give him that. Fulham played a great match. Um, you guys West Ham coming walked out with a point. I'll take the point, but in a game against Fulham, like that's a game where. I'd like to get the three points that th- those three points move us into fourth place. And overall, the team, the team, they look fatigued. They look like they didn't ro- really want to be there. Antonio um, checked I was, up. I was very disappointed in that. When he signaled, hit, literally signaled for a sub, I was, I was very disappointed. That, like, if you're going to be, you know, the main goal scorer of a team, you, you need to be playing the whole game. And then Moyes subbing, uh, a defender in for him was a even more questionable. I think he knew that after Antonio was out, there was no chance of them really scoring. So they just said, Hey, let's park the bus and take our point and get out of here. And yeah, it's tough to see. In all reality, I think we all are just experiencing heartbreak. The, the equivalent of like an ulcer for sports watching. It is just pain after pain after pain. Tottenham sucks. Wolves are falling. And West Ham is getting red cards for not even hitting people. So it's it it is just pain. We're all going through it right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going bald because of this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can confirm this. That's tough to see. You, you hate to. I would never wish that on anyone. No, not even my worst enemy. And I I watch McCarron watching these games. He's he's ripping clumps of hair out of his head every game. 
I'm starting. I'm starting to look like Pep, so maybe it's not a bad thing. But, um, <laughs> so to round it off, because for some reason the Premier League just doesn't do what every other sport does. Uh, just going to round off our top four and bottom three, or top five and bottom three currently in form. So I mean, I'll just kick us off. Uh, City is obviously the best team in the league. City's going to win the title. Um, they're just destroying team. They just fucked up Liverpool and they don't even have De Bruyne. City's the best team in the league. Um, I'm then going to just put Leicester in a two. Uh, Leicester's currently behind United, but I really don't like United and Leicester. (laughs) That was a tough burp. Um, (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Um, Leicester's Leicester's fucking nasty. and I'm just going to put United at three. I'm going to put Everton at four because I, I really like the way Everton's playing. They got a huge point against United. Um, DCL, like Cody said, just loves scoring within the four-yard box, like within point-blank range of the net. And for some reason, he's probably going to get the golden boot. Um, and then at five, I'm going to slide my Spurs. I think the Spurs are playing better than uh, West Ham. I think Spurs should have beat Chelsea. And I just am going to put Spurs in at the five spot. And then my bottom three is the actual bottom three of Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield. Sheffield is genuinely the worst team I've ever seen. Yeah, I think we can all agree that those bottom three are definitely the worst three teams in the, in the league. Yeah. Burnley, Burnley's out of it by eight points. And Burnley's actually playing, like, some pretty good soccer at the moment. So... Mm-hmm. It, it's just those three are the worst three. John, you want to give us your predictions? Yep. Uh, so starting off with number one, I mean, you're you're a maniac if you think otherwise. It's it's Man City. This team is unbelievable. Um, City fans since 2008. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get Matt Hemcheck on the pod. Um, number two, uh, I'm going to stick with Manchester United. I think that... Uh, you know, as as the, although they're incredibly inconsistent at times, they've just shown the ability to continue winning games and scoring goals. So, I, I like to think they'll be able to keep that up, keep their uh, their energy going. Uh, number three, I think Liverpool figures it out. You know, some guys are going to start getting healthy. Uh, they're going to start just getting back to the club that they should be and they used to be. And then sliding up to number four. Come on, you irons. Yeah, no surprise. <laughs> no surprise there. I mean, this team, this team's rolling. Uh, Jesse Lingard. The more he plays, the more comfortable he gets with these guys. Him, Ben Rama, and Antonio. They're going to start scoring goals, and the defense in midfield has done a sensational job holding teams to you know low scoring games or clean sheets. So, I really do like where this team's heading. And then rounding it out at number five, I'm I'm going to go with Everton here. I think, uh, you know, they got those games in pocket, and DCL is just a stud. So, I, it's going to be close for that five spot between them, uh, Tottenham, and, and Chelsea. But I, I see Everton just holding it down. Mm-hmm. How about the bottom three, John? You sticking with Liam there? Yeah, I'm sticking with the bottom three. I mean, those teams are just – I mean, Fulham tied West Ham, which is – sickening but well I like to think that's going to be how it stays 
All right, Code. All right. Well, it's been a weird year, so I'm going to give you some weird predictions because this is my thoughts. Um, I'm going to stick with you there with City and one. Mm-hmm. I think they're flying high right now, and I don't think they're going to go too close to the sun. I think they're going to just keep cruising, keep on keep cruise control. Um, I think, honestly, I think United will stay in second with their goal-scoring ability. Um, I know their defense is leaky at times, but I think they can make up for that with their goals. Um, this is where it's going to get weird, though. Uh, I'm thinking Chelsea are going to make a big push under Tuchel and end up in third or fourth place. Let's go third because of Liverpool's form right now. I mean, you look at Chelsea right now. They're they're one game behind. They're on 36. They win this game. They're up in the top five already. They're up into they're up into five. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying Chelsea they, three. Fuck <laughs> Chelsea. They sacked Frank when they were a month after they were top of the table. I. I Fuck Chelsea. And I'm not saying I agree with that decision by any means, but I think if Tuchel can get some of these guys to start performing, um, I think he's had success as a manager so far, and I think he'll continue that path. Um, Number four, I'm going to go Leicester because I think Leicester have been phenomenal this season. I think they're very humble, and I think they're just going to keep on with their success. And five is going to be an outright battle between Everton and Aston Villa. If you look at Aston Villa, they're sitting two games in hand right now. They've got Ollie Watkins, Jack Grealish, uh, Bertrand Traore, um, and they, they've got a hell of a team moving forward. Um, Emmy Martinez in between the posts. I think they could make a serious push for it at the end of the year. Yeah, I like I like Villa. Yeah, I, I I agree with you with Villa. Villa has not been getting enough talk. Uh, they have had an unbelievable year. Uh, they got promoted last year, scrapped their way up, and I mean they're competing. I mean, they got two games in hand, so really technically, if you count the two games in hand, they're better than Tottenham, Everton, Chelsea, and Arsenal all right now. They're genuinely just better than Arsenal flat out, even if you don't count the two games in hand. Arsenal genuinely sucks. This man hates Arsenal with a passion. (laughs) Yeah, they're Tottenham's rival. I hate the Yankees. Oh no, too. I know. I just think it's it's funny that any chance you get to bash them, you've taken it. I love it. And then uh, one more thing, because I've I've got to hop off this pod soon. Um, I I think Fulham are going to go above Burnley in the final games. Um, I think Fulham's going to be saved. I think Burnley's going to go down, especially because their prick Ashley Barnes guy deserves a punch in the face. Man, so. Cody's got Burnley going down. He's got Fulham America staying up. But, yep. uh, yeah, so that would, that would do it. Um, John, we're playing in two weekends, West Ham and uh, Tottenham. Yep. Big, so. big, the old McCarran, the old McCarran room in yep. Derby. Don't, don't, try yeah, not to blow a lead this time. Last time. Uh, last time the teams met, won't talk about uh, what happened there. Um, but, yeah, so got a good slate of fixtures for next week, and – That'll wrap it up here. Um, thanks, guys, and uh, see you next week. Thank you. Yeah, see, see you guys. Week.